Welcome to the Habits of Success podcast, where we talk about different habits and how you can use them to change your life. My name is Ian Warner, and I am your host. And today, we are going to be talking about the expert versus the amateur and just some of the differences there. I think right off the bat, uh, one of the biggest things that I, I, I want to bring to your attention is the difference in how you continue to grow when you're an amateur versus when you're an expert. When you are just starting something, and this is, this can apply to your kids if you have them. It can, and it can also apply to yourself, or it can apply to anybody that you're teaching anything. When you just start learning something, you need encouragement. You need positive feedback. It's someone telling you that you're doing good and that you're learning fast that makes you want to keep going. Um, and you can always tell the difference between someone who is on their way to mastery versus someone who is just beginning because the person who is very good at something and they've mastered a lot of it and they are pressing to find any little thing that they can do to get better, they will always be looking way more for weaknesses and and, and negative feedback from the right people. Now, I'm emphasizing here from the right people because not like when you're really good at something, not just anyone is going to be able to help you. Um, one thing I, I, I distinctly remember learning about Michael Jordan was uh, a lot of people said about him, like he would like if he believed in you, he would listen to you so intently. When it came to Phil Jackson um, and his coach at uh, uh, UNC, uh, he listened. He knew that they had information that could make him better at what he did. And if that information was negative feedback, it didn't matter. He would take that negativity and he would use it to improve and, and get better. Whereas the amateur is not stable yet. They don't have the confidence that they can do it yet. So if you hammer someone who's new to something with too much negative feedback, they won't they won't have the motivation. Um, they won't have the stick-to-itiveness yet and the passion for what they're doing to be like, oh, wow, I'm getting negative feedback. Let me use this to improve. They're just going to hear it as, oh, no, I'm not good at this. Maybe this isn't. Maybe this thing isn't for me. Maybe I should do something else. So you have to be very careful because you can derail someone's entire dream. Like They might actually have talent and, and be able to work at it and excel in that area. But if you just hammer them with the negativity, they'll think, oh, this isn't for me and go on to do something else, um, especially if they already are doing something else and they are seeing uh, more positive feedback from that area. I remember for myself, um, when I first started track, uh, I did not, like, I think a lot of times people just paint it as this thing where it's like, I ran track and it was like love at first sight. First of all, the only reason I was even mildly interested in running track is because I wanted to get faster for football. It was a good way to stay in shape for football season. Um, but I would say football definitely was more passionate about it, um, at least right off the bat. And what happened was as I started to run, um, I went through those years where I was getting a lot of positivity and, and just kind of getting fed that, you know, I was good and, um, being encouraged to keep training and that type of stuff, but I wasn't like training hard and I didn't take any of it that serious, but it wasn't until, um, I, I broke my leg. Um, and then what happened when I had broken my leg, I had surgery on it and then I had to have surgery to take the plates out of my leg. And it just happened to be, since I broke it playing football, I missed that season. And then I ran the track season. I was healthy again. And then when football came back around, I had another surgery. So I ended up missing two football seasons in a row, um, because of it. And, but I, but I never missed a track season just because of when the surgeries fell. So when I came back for uh, track, 
during that t- period of time, I was just doing a lot more track and field and I, and I had kind of had football taken away from me. And that was when I would say I really started to switch over to being way more serious about the sport. And I started to look for the negativities. I started to look for the things that I wasn't doing right and fixing those things and just being more deliberate in the, in my, in the practice I was doing. Um, which leads nicely to the next point is like deliberate practice is another thing that separates the amateur and the pro. The amateur is practicing, but because they don't know everything about what they're doing yet, they are just doing anything. They're just experiencing and, and learning all these new skills. It's like if you're playing basketball for the first time, you're not going to do any type of deliberate practice. You're just going to be trying to figure out how to do layups, how to shoot the ball, how to how to do a balance pass. And you're going to be just learning the, those basic techniques. But when you're talking about the, the expert now, someone on their way to mastery is going to be doing deliberate practice. And what deliberate practice is, usually you have a coach, you're going to get immediate feedback. That's really important. So if you're doing, the, you're trying to work on your your layups, right? You, you feel like your left-handed layups have not been as good as you want them to be in games. So you're going to do 100 left-handed layups. You have your goal. Where it's like every single day at practice, I'm going to end my practice with 100 left-handed layups. My coach is going to watch me. He's going to give me immediate feedback. Um, but you're working on something very specific and you're going to keep going on it until you hit your goal. Um, and, um, you know, yes, you have like an action goal, but you also have a goal of what you want to see. And maybe it's until you get to a point where you're not missing left-handed layups in games anymore. Um, you're going to keep practicing and doing those hundred layups a day, but it's very, it's coming up with a system that you're going to follow day in and day out. That's very deliberate to working on a very specific skill set. And this deliberate practice can be done within anything. It's easy to point out in sports, of course, but you can do deliberate practice with your writing, with poetry. You can do it with your painting. You can do it with, um, you know, project management, like whatever it is, you can be deliberate in working on a very specific skill set. And then the last difference between the amateur and the pro that I want to point out. There's a ton of differences, but the last one I want to point out to you is showing up. I always talk about this and I'm always going to keep going back to this. It is a part of our habit stacking system. Number four is show up. And if you do not do this thing, you're never going to be successful. And if you notice one thing about experts, they show up. They're not just missing practice. They're not just missing opportunities to get better. They're not missing sessions with their mentors. Whereas the amateur is a little bit more flaky still. They're still trying to figure out, like, is this something I really want to do? Uh, they're, they're not going to do it every day. They're still like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. But the expert is completely different. The expert knows that if I'm if I'm, a, if I'm a writer, I'm going to show up and I'm going to write even if I don't feel like it. I'm going to do all the things that I need to do, whether I want to or not, because my feelings do not matter in this situation and they get things done. So you, you definitely want to um, pay attention to this. And like I think a, a great book, uh, if you are more interested in learning how you can transition from being an amateur to a pro, um, is The War of Art by uh, Stephen Pressfield. It is a great book and it's super easy to read. Like you can definitely read it in a day if you want to. If you have a weekend to sit down, you can go through it. The chapters are really short. The pages are not even filled in completely. It's kind of poetic in a sense, um, but it is, um, I think Stephen Pressfield does a great job of showing you what the pro is all about um, and helping you to, to, to get there. I think another good book is, uh, is Drive. So Drive uh, really focuses on three points. It's by Daniel Pinkman, I believe. Um, and it focuses on purpose, 
mastery and autonomy and how you need those three things um, in order to, to have motivation and be driven to keep going forward. So that's another good book that you can that you can dive into. And um, I think touches on a lot of good points that also are in the book Grit by Angela Duckworth, which is another one that you could you could grab. But I think they they kind of cross over some very similar points in a sense. So that's that. Um, if you guys are continuing to listen to this, you're loving what it is, please leave a review. Drop us five stars on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you listen to us on. Just leave us a review there. Um, if you want to get in touch with me and give me some feedback, uh, uh, Ian Warner 310 uh, on Instagram and Twitter. That's I-A-N-W-A-R-N-E-R 310. Holler at me. I will see y'all later.